Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Shang Moms, welcome back to another episode. And today we're talking about how to track family dinners stress-free with macro counting. And so when I talk to women, this is one of the big things that trips them up when they're trying to do macro counting is they're not sure how to do the family dinners. And this can be understandable if you're somebody that's trying to do casseroles and you're trying to still do fun meals and it can be overwhelming on how to track the macros in those kinds of dinners. So then what happens is you end up either cooking yourself separate dinners from your family, which is kind of the whole point of doing macro counting is to get away from that and not have to do that anymore. Or what you find is just keeping things super simple at dinners, which there's nothing wrong with simple dinners, but you just kind of stick to that all the time just because you know how to track that and you're not, and it's less stressful for you, but then you kind of get burned out and tired of those kind of meals and you want to eat those fun meals like casseroles, but it's like, it's overwhelming trying to do macro counting, right? So maybe you're in that boat. Maybe you felt that before. Maybe that might even be a reason you gave up macro counting in the past. So if that is you today, by the end of this episode, you're going to know how to track those family dinners stress-free with macro counting. And if you didn't catch last week's episode about how strict you really need to be with macro counting, then I suggest after this episode, Go back and listen to that last episode. It's a really good lead into today's episode if you're stressing about macro counting all in general. And bottom line is, guys, I just want to remind you, unless you are somebody that's trying to get super low body fat levels or you want to be in a bikini bikini competition lean, you do not have to have such a dialed in approach to macro counting. You can have a laid back amount macro counting approach. And that's what I teach in my macros for moms method. And when you learn how to have that laid back approach, it actually makes adhering to macro counting even easier and less stressful. So that is something if you're interested in learning more about, I have more information about that in my Facebook group, which will always be in the show notes. So today, what I'm going to share with you is how to teach you how to track those family dinners with less stress and overwhelm. Because let's be honest, you're already busy. You're coming home from a long day at work, right? And the last thing you want to have to do is stress over dinner. But yet it happens. And it happens if we're trying to cook ourselves separate dinners because we're trying to stick to some unrealistic diet. That can happen. Or maybe sometimes it can happen with macro counting when you're just not too sure how to track those family dinners. So like I said, today's episode is all about getting over that. And what we're going to talk about today and what I'm going to go over is how to add a recipe in MyFitnessPal, how to figure out portion sizes, like how many macros should you really be aiming for in a meal, Um Also, I'm going to give you guys some information on how to uh, get my free custom macros training that I just did yesterday. And so stick around for that. 
Um, also, how to measure out those serving sizes, especially if it's like a casserole dish, right? Or something where usually all the ingredients are mixed together. How do we portion those out for the measurements for our macros? Also, how accurate do you really need to be um, in order to get the results that you want? And then tips on how to make measuring out portion sizes easier, okay? So let's go ahead and get started. So let's first talk about how do we add a recipe in MyFitnessPal. So if you are ever trying to macro count or you're new to macro counting, I suggest starting to put your recipes in MyFitnessPal. And this is because it's going to make tracking easier. So if you are somebody that has um, been familiar with the macros from all method, uh, if you're somebody that works with me, then you know how important it is to have meal planning in place because that is the foundation of your macro counting. And so as we meal plan and we start to have and create these go-to recipes, we want to put those in MyFitnessPal because it's going to make tracking easier because there are going to be our go-to recipes, right? We're going to keep coming back to those recipes over and over again. So when um, we have those in MyFitnessPal, it's going to be so much easier to track. And I will tell you guys, me personally, I like to add recipes on the MyFitnessPal website. I find it is easier to do, easier to find things. But say if you are doing it on the app, the one upside to doing it on the app is is you can scan in the barcode of the recipes or the ingredients that you're using. So when you get onto your app, so I'm going to talk about how to do it on the app because more than likely that's the way you're going to probably be doing it is you're gonna go to your diary or you can click the little plus sign and then you can click food, right? So once you're in the um, screen where you can search for food, there's a little plus sign at the top right-hand corner. When you click on that little plus sign, you will see all your options and you're gonna click on create a recipe. Then you're going to enter uh, do enter ingredients manually. When you go in there, you will be able to do the title of your recipe, the amount of servings, and then you will click the top uh, arrow at the top, and it will take you to another page where you can add the ingredients. And so if you are following along, you can click add ingredient, and you can add all the ingredients in your recipe, right? So I would add in all your ingredients based on the measurements that you plan out for the recipe, okay? So I am going to just quickly put in a couple of things So I on my app, so that way I can kind of walk you through this as well. Once you add all the ingredients, then you will click the arrow at the top corner. This will now give you um, the nutritional facts for that recipe. And now this is a time where if you're looking at the macros and you're like, hmm, that's not really fitting into the macros that I want for this meal, you can kind of play around with it through the serving sizes. Say if it's a lot more macros than you wanted, you can add another serving size and then it will take cut down the macros, right? Or you can click the back arrow and you can edit ingredients. Now, if you're kind of getting overwhelmed right now, like, well, I don't even know what the, a meal is supposed to look like for my macros, 
Don't worry, we're gonna talk about that. But it's really important that you know how to add in a recipe because like I said, you want to have those go-to recipes. You're creating a healthy lifestyle. You're creating a macro county lifestyle. And so this is all we're doing is setting the groundwork up to make things easier for you in the end. So next, let's talk about how to figure out those portion sizes because that might be the next thing you're thinking of. And before I even um, talk about that, I want to invite you to hop in the Facebook group and get a copy of my free custom macros training. I actually just did this yesterday. It was It's an hour-long training that goes in-depth on how to figure out your custom macros. And not only that, in a way that most macro counting coaches don't do, which is teaching you and learning how to look at your metabolism and base your macros on that. Because I'm going to tell you guys, four out of five women that I work with, their metabolism isn't ideally where it should be. And this is because they have been years of yo-yo dieting or restrictive dieting. They've been doing a lot of cardio and they're also aging. And, um, and not that age has necessarily something to do with it in general. It's just the things that have accumulated over time because of our age. Most of us have been dieting off and on for years. And so because of that, our metabolism isn't in an ideal place. Yet, these online macro calculators and a lot of macro couch, uh, ca- uh, macro counting coaches do not take that in consideration. So when people get their custom macros, maybe in the past you've seen this where they weren't, it felt like you were eating way, way more food than you should be eating. It maybe felt like um, it was just too much to do and maybe you gained gained weight on macro counting. That could be, uh, that is a good sign that your metabolism was not where it should have been for those macros. And you won't know that unless I uh, you do this one step that I teach you in that custom macros training. So if that is something that you're interested in learning about, maybe even just to see if your metabolism has slowed down, I can show you how to do that in that training. Um, Go to the show notes and go to my Facebook group, and then you will find the information inside the Facebook group once you join on how to get access to that training. Um, So anyways, back to today's episode, how to figure out portion sizes. Also, guys, really, I'm like, I just can't talk, stop talking about it because I have a lot of cool stuff I'm giving to y'all guys in that free training. I also share my macro calculator spreadsheet, which is going to be a great resource that is going to go along with what I'm about to teach you right now. And so how to figure out portion sizes. In that spreadsheet, I show you the breakdown of what your macros look like based on how many meals and snacks you want to eat in a day. I personally suggest three meals and two snacks because we're eating this a macro counting lifestyle, a macro counting diet. The one that I recommend is high protein and moderate carbs and moderate fats. Everything to set you up to increase your metabolism, to gain muscle, especially if you're pairing it, you should be pairing it with strength training, and to maintain muscle as we're losing body fat and really emphasis on just losing the body fat and not losing our muscle. And so when we're eating in that way, it is high protein and it is hard to get all your protein in. If you're only eating three meals a day, it's a lot of protein. So I'm gonna share you share with you an example of what this looks like about how to figure out your portion sizes. Because if you can figure out a range of macros that you need and that you're aiming for in your dinner or any meal throughout the day, 
then it's going to make planning for that meal a lot easier, especially also, as you see, when we're looking at the app, we're adding in the recipe, it shows us the macros for that serving size. We want to make sure that serving size falls into what we want for that meal. And then that, that way we're sticking on track for our macros. So I hope that makes sense. For this example, what I'm going to say is, let's say my macros, which actually that's right now, this is what I'm, I'm eating is 1700, um, uh, 70, uh, 1700 calories. And when I break down my macros into three meals and two snacks, it comes out to about 38 gra- or 38 grams of protein, 38 grams of carbs, and 14 grams of fat. Now, the cool thing about macro counting, guys, is it doesn't have to be that exact. It's really accumulation of the macros overout the day. Of course, we want to spread them out throughout the day. I don't want to be eating like one or two huge meals, right? But there's some leadway. There's there's some um, there's a range. So for me, when I'm looking at those macros, I would definitely be trying to hit my protein. So I'm thinking 35 to 40 grams of protein. The same with the carbs, um, and then on the fats because it's 14 grams. Sometimes I personally like to have my dinners be something that it's a little bit more fun, a little bit more outside of things because I'm eating with my family. So I'm cooking things I know my family is going to eat too. So for example, some of the things we had this week, we just last night, we had, um, we had beef tacos. Um, we had a chicken sandwich the night before with sweet potato fries. Last week we had a cheeseburger wrap. Um, tonight we're having orange chicken, rice, and broccoli. Um, so as you can see, they're not like quote unquote diet meals. And none of your, you know, to be completely honest in macro county, you don't have to eat ch- chicken, veggies, and rice every meal for it to work. Now, I'll be honest, I still eat those kinds of meals for dinner just because my kids do really good with those meals too and because they're simple. But then what I will do is I will sprinkle in more creative things throughout the week so that it kind of breaks it up, okay? So for fats, I would probably be aiming for 10 to 20, somewhere around there. So as you can see, it's like I put a buffer of about, you know, 5 to 10 grams per, you know, your protein, fats, and carbs that I'm looking for in a meal, right? And so when I go into my servings, because I know what I'm kind of trying to get, I can even modify that recipe so that it fits those serving sizes, and that's what I do. So let me give you an example. Say that I'm going to be making, I don't know, let's say beef tacos because I just had that last night, right? I'm going to make beef tacos, and so when I make my um, serving sizes for that, when I'm looking at that uh, uh, for dinner time, if I'm already kind of going over my fats, well, guess what? I'm probably not going to add so much cheese or maybe I might not add avocado on it, right? And so it's kind of looking at those things ahead of time too that can be very helpful. And when I do macro counting, I, I always center my macros for the day around dinner. So if you meal plan and you know what your dinners are going to be, then you can plug those in first. That's what I recommend. Plug in your dinner first and work the rest of your macros around dinner. And that that in itself, guys, will make a huge difference when it comes to macro counting because you're picking the most important day meal of the day 
you know, which in my opinion is dinner <laughs> because that's the one meal that we have to prepare and we share with the rest of our family, right? It's not just us. Most of us are kind of on, on our own for, you know, breakfast and lunch and our snacks. But dinner, we want to have those family meals, right? We want to have a sit-down meal. We want to be eating with our family. And so why not? It makes it makes sense. Why not focus all your macros for the day around dinner? Plug in your dinner first and then plug in the rest of your stuff. So, that is how I would figure out the portion sizes. I would base it on what my macros are and what I'm kind of what I'm trying to kind of hit for each meal. And I always focus on protein first, getting my protein in. Protein is the biggest thing that women struggle with in um, macro counting is trying to get enough protein. The next thing I notice women struggle with is going over their fats. That's usually the two things that really uh, women struggle with. So if we can um, be breaking up our protein throughout the day, right, because we're eating three meals and two two snacks, it makes it a lot more uh, doable and easy to get our protein in. So now let's talk about how to measure out those serving sizes. So you have your recipe in MyFitnessPal. You have figured out how much a serving size would be to meet your macros that you want for that meal. Now, how do you measure that out? I think this is where a lot of women get tripped up because they're like, well, okay, I get it. Like I put my recipe in MyFitnessPal. I'm doing a casserole, right? I'm, put, I'm doing some kind of dish where every all the ingredients are thrown together right? Even think about spaghetti. Like, how do you measure that? <laughs> how do you measure that out, right? And, and that's where a lot of women get hung up because they're trying to do macro counting perfectly. They're trying to do macro counting how maybe another coach has taught them, which that coach probably competes in bikini competitions, right? So she's trying to teach them. That coach is teaching her client how to do macro counting the way she does it. But if you're just a mom that's trying to get fit, you're trying to look good. You're maybe wants a little bit of ad definition. You want to get tone, but you're not looking to be like super, super like low body fat, which is not even healthy anyways for your hormones. Then you can have a more laid back approach. You don't have to measure everything out dry or raw. You don't have to measure thing, everything out to the gram. Think about it this way too. If you have been very accurate throughout the day, measuring out your lunch, your breakfast, your snacks, and then at dinner time, you're a little bit more laid back, promise you, you're still going to be on track. You're still going to be on in the, the area that it takes in order to get really good results for the, for the progress and the results that you want. So you can be a little bit more laid back. I'm talking about if you have a casserole and there's six servings in that casserole, it's as easy as eyeballing six serving sizes. When you, when you take that dish out and you just divide it into six, like some, they look even, you know, pretty even serving sizes. And that's good enough. And that's what I do. And I've been doing for years. And that's what I teach other women to do. Guess what? Still get results. So you do not have to be so dialed in, right? You can have a little bit of, of like playroom, right? So that is one way you could do it. If you want to be a little bit more accurate, which you would do, how to measure out your serving sizes. So say it's a say it's a casserole or say it's like a one pan dish. You would weigh your dish empty, right? And get the weight, write that down. And then you would weigh it again after the dish is done with all the food in it. And you would take that weight and then you would subtract it by the weight of the empty dish to get the weight of just the food, right? And then you would divide it by whatever the serving size 
of that recipe is. Say it's six servings in that recipe. Take that food weight divided by six. Guess what? That is how many, how, the weight of one serving. And then you can measure that appropriate serving size out for yourself. That would be the most accurate way to do in a casserole or a one pan meal. So now let's talk about how accurate do you need to be, which I kind of already touched on that, right? Obviously, you can have more playroom at dinner time, especially if everything else throughout your day is dialed in. I do not, guys, I don't, I don't do the whole weighing out the dish and weighing out the, the thing. I just eyeball things when it comes to dinner. A lot of the times, especially if it's a casserole, because it's pretty evenly spread out. It's pretty evenly, you know, mixed. So it's going to be fairly accurate, that serving size that I'm going to measure out. So with that said, though, there are some ways and some tips on things of how to measure out portion sizes to make them a little bit more accurate and easier. Maybe not necessarily doing what I, I talked about where you measure out the dish, but here's some other ideas and tips for you guys. You can do one thing that I call deconstructed meals. So what does that mean? An easy example would be last week I made Korean beef, uh, rice noodles, and broccoli. That is a dish that when you see it online, a lot of times it's all mixed together. So what I did is I deconstructed it, meaning I kept everything separate so that it would be really easy for me to measure out my own portion, right? So I had the rice noodles separate, I had the meat separate, I had the broccoli separate. And then after it was cooked, guess what? I measured it as is. That's another thing, guys. I measure a lot of things cooked already at dinner time because it's easier, right? It is. If you're trying to measure everything out raw, it can be a little overwhelming. And then especially um, the thing about it too is if you're measuring out something raw just for you, you're going to have to probably, you're going to have to cook it in a separate dish, right? But if you cook, if you measure things out cooked, even though it's not the most accurate, right? It's easier because you can just take it out of, of, of the dish, right? After it's been fully cooked. So for example, I had that Korean beef. If I was to measure out my serving size before, I would have had, a, I would have had to cook my measuring measured out size in a separate dish. That would have been another dish to have to clean. Said so I put it all together and I measured out my portion after it was cooked. And so when you are doing this in my fitness pal, you want to search cooked. So when I cook ground beef, because ground beef has a little bit more, it has more fat, right, than than ground turkey. But my family doesn't really care for ground turkey. And honestly, I rather eat beef. <laughs> and so what I do is I drain it. I drain it and sometimes I might even rinse it. So when I drain the meat, I will rinse out for sure the dish because you know there's like some fat that just stays in the, the skillet or whatever you're using. I'll rinse out the skillet. I'll drain and I'll shake out the meat in a colander as much as I can. If it's something that I'm gonna put sauce in, I might even rinse the meat just to get a little bit more fat content out of it. And so when I search in my fitness pal for that, all I'm going to search is I search cooked, drain, 80-20 or 90-10 because that's the two things I usually buy, ground beef. And then it pops up, right? So if you are measuring things out cooked, you want to make sure you typed in cook. If it's cooked chicken breasts, type in cooked chicken breasts because most things in my, so if it's in my fitness pal and it doesn't say cooked, you should assume that that is the raw measurement, especially with meat. And then the same thing with noodles. I will measure out cooked 
or rice, right? Because a lot of times they'll say measure those things out dry, which you know what, to be most accurate, yes, you should. But if you're being being that dialed in throughout the rest of your day and then you want to have more laid back approach to dinner, you're still going to get results. So just make it simple on yourself. The thing is, the more complicated we're going to make something, the less likely we're going to adhere to it, the less likely we're going to stick to it. So keep things as simple as you can for dinner and then dial in everything else. Okay. Another thing I do is called a side dish. I did this for a pasta casserole I made a couple of weeks ago. So what I did is I have a small little, I have a small little Pyrex dish, right? So I weighed my portion size out for the casserole and put it in the little dish. And I just had my own little side casserole dish, right? So that's also a good thing if you can, if you want to edit and modify the ingredients. For example, in that dish, I put extra cheese on my family's dish, but I didn't put extra cheese on mine because I just didn't have the fat macros for the day to do that too. So that's another way that you can kind of modify yours without really it being a completely separate meal. Because the whole point is to not have to cook yourself separate dinners. But you can modify things a little bit, right? So that they can be more in tuned with what your macros are for the day. And if you're a little overwhelmed by all of this, right? Because there's a lot of good information but it's like, oh, it can be a little overwhelming, especially if you're just getting started with macro counting. I want to say and give you permission that when you first start macro counting, it's okay to do simple meals, right? I don't know what it is like us moms feel like we have to go over the top, make all these crazy, creative, super healthy, like complicated dishes in order for us to be like a good mom. And, th- and that's not the case. I'll be completely honest. The best meals my family eats is things that are simple, like a rotisserie chicken and green beans and mashed potatoes. And you know what? We have that. And I don't have any shame in that <laughs> because it works, it's healthy, and it's and it's simple, and that's okay. And I know you want to sprinkle in those fun meals, and you can, and you will get there. But at first, when you're trying to learn macro counting, keep things as simple as possible for you and that's okay. And then over time you can add those things back in. So I'm just giving you the permission to keep things simple because in the end, that's what's going to get you to the win. That's what's gonna get you to actually making this work and being adherent to it. And that's what you need in order to see results is to have that consistency. So the less barriers that you can give yourself, the better. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are enjoying the podcast episode, lately I've been having people add me on Facebook, which I love. My name is Jessica Nicole May on there. You want to search for me. And they have reached out and told me how they've been listening to the podcast and how they like it. And I'm really, really enjoying those messages. So if you're listening and you want to reach out and you want to say hi, please add me on Facebook. Also, you can always review and add a five-star rating to the show, which I really love because what that does is it boosts the likelihood of this podcast being in the search in whatever um, you know app that you're using. And so if you are finding value out of this and you're boosting it by giving five stars, it's the best thing you can do to help others find the podcast too. So I'm gonna leave you guys with that. But for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now, guys. 
Hey, wait, before you go, I have something awesome that I wanted to share with you. I just put together a Macro County mini course. And so if you are a mom who's ready to kickstart your Macro County lifestyle, but you're confused on where to start, then I made this just for you. I'm gonna show you how to do your own custom macros using the same approach I use my clients, plus step-by-step videos on how to track your food using MyFitnessPal, how to accurately measure out your food, how to track alcohol, how to make fun foods like eating out or eating cookies with your kids, work with your macros, and it also includes an introduction to my macros for mom method which is a laid by laid back step-by-step approach to macro counting that takes out all the overwhelm and it shows you how to make macro counting fit into your mom life all of this plus an amazing bonus which is access to 30 plus of my own personal macro friendly dinner recipes that are all in my fitness pal database so what it does this does is actually makes it really easy to keep a food diary and it also gets you to stop cooking yourself separate dinners and to start seeing results while eating with your family. All of this greatness for just a one-time payment of $47 and you can get all the details at www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. The link is also in the show notes. I'm really excited to offer this to you guys. So here's to helping you kickstart your macro cutting lifestyle in a way that works with your mom life and not another restrictive diet that you have to work your mom life around.